Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of That's My Jam Stack, the podcast where we ask the timeless question, what is your jam in the jam stack? I'm your host, Brian Robinson, and today on the podcast, we have Ohad Eder-Pressman. Ohad is the CEO and co-founder of the Jamstack company, StackBit. Before we dive into the interview, though, I want to take a second and thank this week's sponsor, Auth0. We'll talk a bit at the end about the amazing educational content they're putting out on YouTube, but if you're curious about that Jamstack education, head on over to a0.to slash yt, that's yt as in YouTube, for all the videos. All right, Ohad, thanks for being on the show with us today. Thanks for having me, Brian. Cool. So let's start. Let's uh, let's tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do for work? What do you do for fun? That sort of thing. Um, sure. So um, I'm Ohad. Um, live and work in uh, San Francisco. Um, I'm uh, a co-founder and CEO of Stackbit, um, a company building um, platforms for developers and other stakeholders to produce Jamstack sites. Uh, very passionate about the Jamstack and um Kind of involved with the space uh, for a while. Um, what do I do in my free time? I guess hang out with family. Family's taking up more and more time, the bigger share of my life. Um, I um, I used to grow bonsais. Don't really have a lot of time for that anymore. But um, I'm a very curious person. So you put something in front of me, I just dive in, and you know, like I watched a ton of videos about engineering yesterday. You know, and like how to do construction underwater. So yeah, let's call that a hobby <laughs> for the next 24 hours. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, so, so are we going to be seeing some, uh, some underwater uh, architecture from Stackbed or probably, probably just watching the videos? <laughs> no, no, no. These things don't always have to intermix. Um, yeah, but I, lo- I love um, construction and building things. So I'm a very big DIYer. Cool. Very nice. And with the... Uh, with the old uh, bonsai habit, uh, like you grew them, you shaped them. Like how many did you have kind of at, at the most? Um, I think I've killed five and then stopped. Um, <laughs> That's you fair. know, the, the world gave me a signal and I listened. Yeah, I actually had one in college and I kept it alive about six months in a dorm room mm-hmm. and then took it home for the summer to my parents' house where it got destroyed because there was an ant infestation that happened <laughs> and then I never picked it back up. So I, I was one and done. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. It was cool to like, you know, gently clip and gently shape over the course of the six months. Yeah, it was very zen. Very zen. I, I love that. Cool. So uh, what was your entry point into kind of the idea of the Jamstack or if you're old school enough into the idea of like static sites and that sort of thing? Yeah, um, I actually remember it pretty well. Um, I think it was sometime around 2011 or 2012. And um you know, I, my background is um, as a software developer, mostly self-taught, and um, and I have uh, you know maintained a personal site forever, and have also you know kind of maintained personal or semi-professional websites for family members and friends and whatnot. I, I guess we all kind of uh, you know have that unofficial responsibility in our life, and so um, I. Um, I was frustrated, you know, I was using WordPress mostly and um, was kind of frustrated by two things. Um, One is just conceptually, you know, engineering wise or, or, you know, architecture wise, I I couldn't justify to myself, like, why do I have to deal with hosting? Why do I have to deal with shared hosting? Why do I need to configure? Why do I need to use, you know, even cPanel for things? And, and it was, it was frustrating just to have to maintain all of that. Um, in a, I mean, if I love minimalism and, you know, bonsai 
clipping really kind of, you know, gets kind of uh, into the same thing. It's, um, I like the minimum necessary to do something. Um, and the second thing is I, I just had websites getting hacked. Um, I don't know that all the time, but like excessively. And so, so much so that my mind was subconsciously um, looking for something better. And the, um, what happened one day is um, I got fed up and um, I got this tool. I was on Windows at the time, downloaded a piece of software that simply um, downloads my entire site, um, kind of scrapes my entire site. And um, I just dumped it on an S3 bucket and wired it up to my domain and became the happiest person ever. And I have like on my website <laughs> for, for a long time, I linked to the blog post by Werner Vogels from uh, the CTO of Amazon um, from sometime in 2011, where he kind of announced the ability to host websites from S3, which was that really clicked for me. That was the moment. I like how uh, it was. It was possibly the first, uh, the first WordPress on the Jamstack kind of ideal. Export the entire WordPress HTML and just toss it up on S3 bucket. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're seeing some companies do that today um, as a strategy for people who are still very, very much committed to the WordPress ecosystem and admin and, and tools and so forth. Um, but yeah, for me, it um, the gratification was instant because, you know, like the moment you do that, you don't have to worry about anything. The next time you do have to worry about something is when you want to edit your site. It's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. What did I do? Um, and so, yeah, that took me on a journey of... Uh, you know, introspection and prototyping in years of, the, of, of just going through different methods of uh, working on my website, which um, eventually led to um, a lot of the things that I'm kind of involved with in the Jamstack nowadays. Very cool. So, so yeah, there, there's definitely a lot, of, a lot of tools, a lot of different things you can use. Uh, so let's talk about that professional use of the Jamstack. Obviously, uh, Stackbit is a very Jamstack-centric company. So how are, you, how are you using it professionally? What's Jamstack? kind of got to do with the stack bit thing? So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer, um, big, big believer in the Jamstack and um, in the concepts of, um, you know, building sites and serving them statically. And, um, and I'm very confident that the tooling around all of that is, is constantly evolving. Um, Stackbit was born um, in response to that point in time uh, earlier on where I was like, how am I going to edit my website? Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I personally went through a lot um, in this in the seven years or eight years that uh, that transpired between 2012 and and well, maybe seven years um, in 2019 when we started Stackbit. But um, in essence, um, you know, the Jamstack is a phenomenal way to build website, which is only accessible to um, developers who are comfortable with the command line. And um, since I'm very, um, very confident that it's the it's going to be the predominant way that we build websites, um, and the predominant concept and architecture that replaces LAMP, um, I uh, I realize that we're going to need tooling. We're going to need better tooling for developers. We're going to need better tooling for their stakeholders. We're going to need platforms that enable people to create Jamstack sites as easily as um, it is to create a Wix or Squarespace or even a WordPress site. And um, you know, we're going to need tools for marketers and companies who need to do WYSIWYG editing to websites that are built in the Jamstack architecture, which um, you know the the Jamstack really hit home 
a lot of great benefits, um, like a great developer experience and modernized developer experience, the fastest websites in the world and likely the most secure websites in the world. But at the same time, it sacrificed the, um, the world of tooling that is, is now considered table stakes whenever you talk about creating and editing a website. Um, and so if, if we really want organizations and, um, and, and people to adopt this, uh, this architecture, um, we have to give them the tools that enable them to be successful in doing so. And we can't, uh, we can't look at something like Squarespace and say, well, that's, that's a WYSIWYG experience. It's consumerized. That's not what we're competing with. You know, I think the Jamstack has to compete with, not specifically with Squarespace or Wix, but, you know, in general, um, we have to get the experience um, to that level and, and beyond um, in order to enable this to become the predominant architecture for the web. I got you. So, so going forward, uh, the, the, the goal is kind of like we have this developer ecosystem and the developer ecosystem is actually pretty friendly to developers that, that know about it. Uh, but how do we make the Jamstack and all the benefits that the Jamstack brings accessible to those who don't have a developer on staff, like so that they can have it as well as we can still have our shiny, fancy things in the in the code. Well, uh, uh, that or you know, here's an organization and developers have built a site, right? Because developers aren't going anywhere. You know, I, I you know, I'm I'm also a big believer in, in low code and no code, but developers aren't going anywhere. It's just that the work that uh, they're going to be spending their time on is going to be higher impact and um, and more developery. But uh, their stakeholders, and let's just call them marketers for uh, simplification, you know, are going to use other tools. So developer can set up a Jamstack website, but their counterparts at the company are, are not going to use the command line or edit markdown files in GitHub. Um, they're going to need proper tools. They need to be able to preview. They need to be able to share. They need to be able to create 100 landing pages with a couple of clicks and uploading a CSV file of keywords. They, they, people need these tools. You know, if you think that... that context of jobs to be done, um, like a lot of people need to work on a lot of sites every day. And if we want those sites to be Jamstack, um, or if we, if we want to help those websites become Jamstack websites and, and have everybody reap the benefits of this architecture, um, we have to build the, 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 this tooling. Um, nice. So you, you mentioned something, it's actually something that I haven't thought about before. And I, I come, I've got a little bit of a, a marketing agency background. The idea of the, uh, of having a CSV of keywords and then like spitting out like a hundred landing pages is that I already, I can't even think of how I would, how I would kind of start doing that on the jam stack. Mm -hmm. Like philosophically, that seems tough. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it's, you probably integrate it into some sort of data processing pipeline that runs before your static site generator, or if you're using one that has an ecosystem that can import, you know, CSV files and just use that as part of your data, you know, you'd kind of work at it that way, but it's, you notice it requires a developer. There's no best practices for how to do that. There's no kind of like framework that encourages you and empowers you to do that. And so, um, but it, it's not rocket science. Like how hard is it to take something from here and put it in there? It's just, we need these abstractions and we need these tools and we need user interfaces that empower real people to, um, to be able to do these things and not have to uh, um, come back to developers because the, the world is shifting in this direction of empowering people to, to do more. Um, and let's think about it as low code, you know, marketers now have tools like Airtable and Notion and whatnot, and they just expect to be able to do more. And so when you try to sell a Jamstack in an organization, 
Today, it's like, yes, and actually you're going to be more dependent on your developer. And guess what? <laughs> that dependency is going to create a lot of work for your developer that they're probably not too excited about, you know, like, and so it's, um, it's all about creating the tools and abstractions um, and services that, um, that really empower developers to focus on the things that they enjoy and that they're good at and enable the marketers to do all of the day-to-day work in a, in a kind of streamlined way um, and not in a way that creates just tedious, repetitive work for developers. Cool. So, so I, I think it's interesting that you know, StackBit kind of sits in this unique position in the ecosystem at like the hub of a whole bunch of different tools. And you, uh, you recently wrote a post uh, contemplating the Matt Mullenweg uh, uh, WordPress versus Jamstack stuff. And we don't need to get into the, into the drama of, of that piece, but like the idea that I think, I think you wrote that like, it's not that there are these insurmountable issues in the Jamstack, it's that we're working on building the tooling and we're still very early in that tooling. And I'm kind of wondering like, what, what's the, what, what's, what, what insights do you have coming from this centralized location in the Jamstack about that? Because obviously you wrote about that and I'm, I'm interested to find out a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I, I really enjoyed writing that piece and I think it's, it's, it's valuable for all of us to have um, this type of discourse. Um, it's not, it's not beneficial to be dismissive, not of Jamstack and, and not of WordPress, which isn't going anywhere. Uh, we have to recognize that it, it has some benefits and, um, and the world knows how to use it. And so how do we, like, where do we go from here? Um, the, the, my, my commentary was focused on, you know, it's not about comparing the Jamstack to WordPress. Uh, Jamstack has to be compared to, to the LAMP stack, right? It, the, the Jamstack is an architecture. It's a way of doing things. It's, it's kind of a flexible definition, right? Like if you have a Gatsby front end for, um, for content coming from a WordPress, you know, admin install and sites deployed on Nellify, is it a Jamstack site? Like I, I totally think it is. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's, um, WordPress is very, is very dominant right now. Um, I, I personally think it's dominant because, um, because it's dominant. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't, I don't, <laughs> there's momentum, right? Exactly. There's momentum and there's kind of weight, but you know, I'd love to meet the developer who is completing, who, who yesterday completed their bootcamp, right? Cause that's how most developers kind of become developers nowadays, which is fantastic. Um, so show me that developer who's excited to, to go into WordPress and learn how to build plugins in PHP. You know, I, I don't, I think that's non-existent. And so I just, I think that the, um, that developers are going to pull us, um, out of WordPress with time. And I say that, you know, we, we, I, I could have made a prediction that WordPress will turn into a Jamstack solution and kind of get rewritten in JavaScript. But I think it's such a massive um, open source project with open source governance and so forth, which is is great at times. But at the same time, I just I don't see it shifting fast enough um, so that it can keep up. You see how long it took for Gutenberg to um, to arrive, which you know is is infinitely better experience than what was there before. But I I just don't see it happening, and so. Um, you know, the, the tooling for the Jamstack today is not competitive enough with, with WordPress, you know, with, with WordPress, you can send a non-technical person to theme forest. They can download the zip file with a theme. They can go to DigitalOcean and get a droplet and, and, and with like reasonable UI, um, they can kind of get a site up and running. 
in, in, in all honesty, I think it's a horrible experience, but it's, it's possible and it's feasible and people actually do it every day. So the, the Jamstack isn't there just yet. Stackbit tries to do a lot to push us in that direction, but it's, um, it's still, it's still taking time. Um, and, um, you know, if you look at some of the core challenges with, uh, with the Jamstack, which are, um, well, I need to connect different services together or, you know, incremental build, um, rehydration, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of kind of, uh, you know, technical challenges, um, with the Jamstack. Um, but the rate of progress um, and the number of super smart people working on it really encourages me that, um, you know, I don't see those as fundamental issues with the architecture. I just see, you know, this is the current state of the tooling and the tooling. I mean, look at the tooling 12 months ago. Look where it is now. And let's imagine where it's going to be in 12 months. And so I'm not my point is not, you know, hey, let's fight about who's better right now. You know, of course, WordPress is super dominant and popular and kind of the default choice. But I'm just allowing myself to extrapolate based on the trends that we're seeing. You know, we we look at a lot of data and uh, we see the dynamics and the evolution of the static site generators and the preference um, that that kind of shifts and, uh, and and the rapid adoption of Jamstack technologies, right? Static site generators, headless CMSs, and deployment platforms, modernized deployment platforms. We just see the the growing adoption of those, um, both in in enterprise companies, you know, Alexa top ten thousand, but also in cohorts of websites like all of the YC companies or all of the websites mentioned on Indie Hackers. So, you know, if you look at Indie Hackers, and we've done this work. And you look at all the websites started by all of the people there who are predominantly early adopters, DIY, DIYers, it's upward of 20% of the websites um, created there are um, powered by at least one Jamstack kind of leg, if you will, like a headless CMS, a static site generator, or deployed to say an LFI. Um, so sure. yeah, super confident, uh, confident, not in a cocky way, but just super <laughs> positive and, uh, and, yeah. and kind of looking forward. Yeah, I really like the the idea of it's not it's not WordPress versus the Jamstack. It's more it's it's the Lamp Stack. It's not even versus, but it's like comparing. You compare it to the Lamp Stack. If you look at the Lamp Stack from, you know, I guess the the, the late '90s, early 2000s, it's very different than where it is today. And mm-hmm. uh, a lot of that tooling came up in a way that you know solved the same issues we're talking about, and now we're just solving them in this way that is more secure, faster, etc. Right. And, and I think it's very natural, um, you know, when say when you represent WordPress to become defensive and say, oh, but, you know, look, Netlify is only such and such percentage of the web. Um, but I mean, you know, I, I, I think Netlify is an amazing company. We can talk about them. But um, more importantly, the Jamstack as an approach is um, is much bigger than any single company or any single static site generator. And it is this kind of like fluffy, broad definition um, and that's also one of the reasons I'm very, uh, I, I believe that it's going to kind of eat the web, um, you know, because it's, it's better and it's a logical choice and it's broad enough that, um, yeah, a lot of sites are going to be Jamstack sites and some WordPress sites are going to be Jamstack sites as well. And, you know, Matt, um, Matt, um, of WordPress agreed to that. Um, and so it's, this isn't about, um, you know, it's, it isn't as much about WordPress versus Stackbit or WordPress versus Netlify. This is, you know, Jamstack is an architecture 
is going to take over the web again, in my opinion. And so how do we prepare for that? And how do we encourage that? And what's missing for that to happen? And for the people who adopt that to be successful and not feel like early adopters who have made the wrong mistake or, or an early, you know, like too, who have moved there too early, if you will. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. Uh, so uh, we've listed out a whole lot of different uh, different benefits, different thought processes around the Jamstack. But what would you kind of consider, uh, what would you say your jam in the Jamstack is? You, uh, obviously, you run a service that's a Jamstack service, but like, what's your favorite service, product, philosophy, framework even? What's, what, what makes you love the Jamstack? Um, I, love, I love the simplicity and the straightforwardness um, of it all. I'm, I'm very biased because I didn't mention this earlier on, but I'm, I'm involved with a bunch of different companies in the Jamstack and um, I'm the, uh, you know, the first investor in Alify and on the board of the company. And so I was in, you know, I was fortunate to be in the room when Matt and Chris were like, oh, should we coin this term? And I was like, guys, let's, let's not bet the company on that. But they've, they've obviously, they've obviously <laughs> done really well and created tremendous positive change in the world of, of the web. Um, I'm, uh, I'm also an investor in, um, insanity. Um, and I think the team there is doing a phenomenal work and, um, obviously, uh, associated with a bunch of other companies. And so I, you know, like my go-to stack right now would probably be, um, either Next.js or 11D, depending on what type of site I'm, I'm playing with. I really love just storing my content in Git, but if I need something more serious, I really, enjoy, um, really enjoy sanity and, um, yeah, deploy to Nellify. Um, so that's my, that would be my jam. And, you know, of course it's, I, um, I, I don't start a website today that isn't managed by Stackbit. So it's, you know, some, most people probably know Stackbit for our site builder, you know, 60 seconds, pick your stack mm -hmm. and you have a life site working where we've provisioned the source code for you and everything is wired and none of it is built with some secret stack bit sauce or custom stack bit SDK. It's just take it and do whatever you want with it. Um, but our main product is the stack bit studio, which basically if the Jamstack unbundled content editing from publishing and, and, and kind of um, disintegrated all of the, uh, the product workflows, we kind of re-aggregate all of that back into a single experience where you can have a website whether it was built with um, Stackbit or whether you built it by yourself, you can plug your repo in, your 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 CMS in, and you get a you get a WYSIWYG editing experience. You can create A/B tests, um, you can create pages, you can share previews, and you, it kind of looks and feels like a Squarespace or a Wix or maybe a little bit of a Webflow. And um, and so that's how I enjoy working on my websites. Of course, I can go directly to the repo and make changes if I want to edit templates or do anything like that. Um, and it automatically gets reflected, but like my day to day, um, of just like, you know, once you build a website and ship it, that's when the, the real work kind of starts. Depends if you think about your website as a developer or as a marketer. Um, and, um, for me, I kind of enjoy to traverse both paths and kind of go back and forth. And so I spend most of my time, um, in Stackbit when I work on my websites. Nice. And so, so to kind of go back, you said, you know, you, you like the simplicity of, of the idea of the Jamstack. And so it sounds like the Jamstack has simplicity in each of the products that are a product of the Jamstack. Collectively, they can be kind of complex. And it sounds like what you all are doing with, uh, with the uh, Stackbit Studio is to kind of 
create a simple interface for that extra complexity that comes from the multiple simple applications out there. Yeah, that's one that's one way to look at it, because, of course, to integrate these things and think about how they touch each other is um, is somewhat complex. But the bigger thing is that if you even put aside the complexity, there's just a lot of capabilities that uh, existed before, whether it's in WordPress or whether they exist today when you create a website with Wix or Squarespace, like, you know, things like WYSIWYG editing. Um, it's not complex. It's just impossible, right? You're you're expected to go and edit your content where your content lives. Um, the place that manages your content and does a phenomenal job of letting you create structured content and, and, and manage it and play with it and edit it has no idea what you actually do with that content because we've separated content and, and how we render it, right? And so Stackbit just has a lot of um, a lot of secret sauce to kind of rebundle that experience and introduce those capabilities, which are not hard. They're just, you know, don't exist or like impossible. Cool. So uh, so let's let's pivot just a little bit so we can keep our, our episode length. I, we, we could talk about a lot of this stuff for a long time. I kind of gather here. Mm-hmm. But uh, so we keep our, our episode length uh, right on time. Uh, let's talk about what your musical jam is. What are you uh, listening to right now when you're working, when you're uh, with your family, that sort of thing? Um, yeah, I'm extremely eclectic, extremely eclectic. So this morning, I've been listening to uh, Bossa Novas and uh, lamenting the fact that I haven't learned Portuguese yet. I really love languages, um, but um, you know because I, I have uh, have a young daughter, we listen to a lot of uh, a lot of kind of kids uh, kids kids songs and so forth. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's kind of where I am right now. Nice, very cool. So, uh, so to kind of finish things off here, uh, uh, is there anything specific that you'd like to promote out to the Jamstack community? Anything that you're doing that you want everyone to kind of get some eyes on? Um, you know, I think um, keep your eyes on uh, keep your eyes on the Jamstack. We're we're doing a lot as a um, as a company, not only to build better tools to empower people, but also to uplift the whole um, the whole Jamstack. Um, you know, JamstackThemes.dev is uh, is the leading resource for open source themes uh, for any of the static site generators. And uh, we're just doing more and more of that work. So we're announcing a very, very cool project soon. So stay posted, very Jamstacky. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of good stuff coming. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today and, and tell us all about the things going on in, uh, in StackBit world as well as personally with you. Thanks so much. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for the patience and the opportunity. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed this as well. Um, thanks, uh, everyone, for listening. Thanks again to Ohad for that awesome conversation. And thanks to you, dear listener, for tuning in week after week. Be sure to star heart favorite review, you know, whatever, in your podcast app of choice to spread the word. Now it's sponsor time. This week, we're lucky to have back Auth0 as a sponsor. Auth0 is an amazing authentication platform, but they also have a wealth of amazing content coming out regularly on their YouTube channel, including a free course called Full Stack Jamstack with Next.js. If you're interested in learning more about Next, taking the Jamstack further, or just authentication on the Jamstack, head on over to a0.to slash yt. That's YT as in YouTube for their YouTube channel. That's it for this week. Until next time, keep doing amazing things on the web and keep things jammy.